It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, golf expert, got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast this week. We go to Charlotte, North Carolina. For the Wells Fargo Championship, this one will be played at Quail Hollow. Last year's winner of this event was Max Homa. He returns this year to repeat as champion at 28-1 to 1 odds. This year's favorite, Roy McIlroy at 7-1. to 1. You guys know how we do this. Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll cover first-round leaders, make and miss the cut, head-to-heads, top 40s through top fives. And, of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll give out our winners. Uncle Dave, last week now makes another winning week. We had Finau to go ahead and take down the win there at the Mexico Open. Plus 750. So, winner there. Uncle Dave hit that match play winner at 40 to 1 two weeks ago there, Uncle Dave. So, nice little two week run. So, we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, Uncle Dave, it's been wet. It's been cold. It's been dreary. It feels like winter weather here on the East Coast. How are we looking for Quail Hollow this upcoming event? It's supposed to be pretty nice weather all week. Thursday and Friday should be pretty good. I mean, Saturday, it looks like it might rain, you know, but I don't worry too much about. Saturday because we got to get through Friday and, and see who makes the cut first. But Saturday looks a little rainy, so that may give us some advantages for some perhaps in-game bets that I'm I'm looking at making. But uh, you know, for for making the cut, we're good to go. All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into those first round leaders. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take a guy that I think we had a ticket on him a while back, there, Uncle Dave, or maybe he was tied. For first round leader, and that's going to be Victor Hovland at thirty-five to one. How could I not take Hovland? I think he went ahead. He cashed that first round ticket. If memory serves me correct, and I don't know how I don't trust him right now. He's second in first round scoring average on tour this season, and he ended up with a T three finish here in twenty twenty one at Quail Hollow. Hovland was red hot heading into the RBC, but cooled off uh, in that event and decided to go ahead and take a good two three weeks off. I think the break, the bounce back motivation here. And with his elite first round scoring, um, that I have to go ahead and, and, and go ahead and take him first day. I think he'll be at the top of the leaderboard. So I'll go ahead. I'll take him there, Uncle Dave. Now I'm not super duper high on that one because he does have an after lunchtime tea time. So 35 to one. I kind of like that one, but I'm going to go back to an early tea time guy, Uncle Dave, that I went ahead and I used last week, and that was Steven Yeager. I went ahead. I sent you a text. I'm like. I think we got a shot, and then here comes – I don't remember who who did it, but it was some some screwball screwed up the whole day. He ends up going eight under for the first round, screwed up the whole entire situation because that was going to be a nice one. But I think, you know, he goes out there, he, he shot six under in the first day, and this guy's very good first-round scoring average. I believe he's like fifth on tour. And at 100 to 1, Uncle Dave, I'm going to go down and use Steven Yeager once again. So those will be my first two round leaders there, Uncle Dave, Victor Hovland, Steven Yeager. What do you got? Well, you know, I kind of figured you'd use Yeager again. Um, so we're we're starting to think too much alike, I think. Um, and I took one of your guys actually, Keegan Bradley, sixty five to one. Um, you know, he was five under here two years ago in the first round. They didn't play this tournament here last year because Quell Hollow was getting ready for the President's Cup. So you know, last year's. Uh, stats is not totally relevant, uh, but two years ago is. He's fifth in driving efficiency, and basically he has the right skill set for this course. I mean, I know it's early in the in the golf season, but 
He's fifth in FedEx Cup points and the 22nd ranked golfer in the world. Uh, and I think we get these great odds uh, because it's a good field. It's a designated event. Uh, but that was too good to pass up. He played well in Augusta. Uh, and actually, the first round was his best round. Uh, and obviously, in Augusta, you have to putt well. And here, you're going to have to putt well. The other guy I use, I have to use Matthew Fitzpatrick somewhere. Uh, and we're better at 35 than one to lead after Thursday. You know, he's had a week off after making us good money at Hilton, and we had that outright winner as well. And then he opened uh, Zurich in the world with a 62, playing with his brother. And, you know, in my opinion, if he hadn't made that commitment to play with his brother after winning the RBC, uh, he might have taken the week off. But, you know, now he's rested. He doesn't have any real weaknesses. If he gets his irons dialed in, he could well win. But I'm going to take him first round leader. And I just made another bet after I sort of saw all the tee times as well. I think Bradley, um, Fitzpatrick has an early one. I don't think Bradley does, but Sanjay M has an early tee time, and I threw him at 40 to 1 because he was somebody I wanted to use somewhere. Uh, so those are the three guys I'm betting uh, to hopefully make us money by the end of Thursday. All right, Uncle Dave. Well, I do have Sanjay on my card, but you have to wait for that one. No Keegan and no Fitzpatrick for me there. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into our head to heads. And you mentioned putting there, Uncle Dave, and I think that this, this head to head comes down to putting. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Tommy Fleetwood over Shane Lowry at minus 110. One of the issues that Lowry has is the putting. And one of his issues is putting on Bermuda grass, which this is one of the things that just gives Lowry issues. This tournament, Bermuda grass, and he's bombed out here uh, many a times before, and it's because of his putting. Lowry has been, I guess you could say, maybe average at best at Quail Hollow. His best finish here in four events is 34th followed by 48, 65th, and a cut. Now, Fleetwood, on the other hand, he hasn't been cut since, I mean, we got to go all the way back to the Phoenix Open. So what's that, like seven or eight events now in a row that Fleetwood made the cut? He did finish here at T14 last time he was here. Typically, Fleetwood, you know, we talk about guys like him in his area. Like, this is around the time where, where those guys who start out a little bit slower start to ramp it up right now. But I felt like Fleetwood's kind of probably ramped up his game probably for like the last, I don't know, maybe let's just say like the like over like the last seven events because I didn't expect him to be golfing as well as he was uh, like right after Phoenix. So I think he's kind of hitting his stride right now. And if it comes down to putting, I can't trust Shane Lowry. So I'll take Tommy Fleetwood. His current form looks a whole hell of a lot better than Shane Lowry. So that's the only head-to-head there I have, Uncle Dave. Tommy Fleetwood over Shane Lowry at minus 110, and that is on DraftKings. What do you got? Yeah, I got a couple um, that I don't love, but I'm going to bet them anyway. Um, I, I mean, I like them a lot. I wouldn't bet them, but yeah, I could I could argue either way, which you always can. I took Justin Thomas at plus 105 over Tony Fino. You know, Fino's minus 130. Um, Thomas has a decent track record here, and I just think, you know, Fino has played a lot of golf lately, and, you know, if he keeps it up, good for him. He's a likable guy, but I don't know if – what he's doing is sustainable. I know we said that about Scheffler and Rom, but, you know, I, I like Justin Thomas a little bit this week at a plus money. Um, I'm going to take him over Fino. Another one that I almost backed out of, but I bet it anyway, was Brian Harmon minus 120 over Chris Kirk. And again, um, Chris Kirk has the skill set for this course, uh, so I could be wrong, but Brian Harmon has the history on this course of doing really well, and he's obviously a great putter. Um, so those are the two I played there, Harmon over Kirk and JT over Tony Fino. All right. You broke out the old Brian Harmon there, Uncle Dave. I did. I did. You know, I even, I didn't put him as first round leader, although that's not the worst option to be honest with you, but 
think people that have been listening know I do that anyway, so they can make up their own mind. Uh, don't worry, Uncle Dave. I dusted one off for you coming up in our top 40s through top fives. I think you're going to enjoy this one. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into our top 40s through top fives. Um, I, you know what, Uncle Dave? I'll do the first one, and I'll save the one that, that's going to blow your mind here a little bit. But first one, I'll go ahead. I'll give top 30. And this is on DraftKings. Top 30, Max Home at minus 150. Homa won here in 2019, and he did take the Wells Fargo down last year, but that was at TPC Potomac. So he should feel at least pretty good coming into this event. He was off last week, but Max on Bermuda Greens is one of the best. He's actually top five, and he's made he's missed actually back-to-back cuts. So I think that's going to piss him off, and there's no way that he can continue with how good he is on this type of, you know, just this bad trajectory. I think he bounces back here. This is an event that he likes, that he's had success in. So Homa, top 30, minus 150. It seems a little cheap there, Uncle Dave. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play that one. And then I got one more I think it's going to gonna send you in the orbit. So what do you got for top 40s through top fives? Well, I'm kind of getting excited about being in orbit. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm just, I am glad that you, you mentioned Homa because I hadn't put him anywhere and – you know, I, I like Max. I've been on Max. He's made, he made us money. I don't know where to put him. I'm glad you put him somewhere. So we have something on him. Um, I got a bunch here, as usual. Sam Burns, top 20, plus 150. Uh, the guy's fifth in shots game putting. He's 23rd in driving distance. And I think those are the two biggest uh, biggest stats, if you will, that I will uh, be looking at this week. Quail Hollow is kind of been compared to Augusta. Uh, and I wanted to take Sam to win at 30-1, to 1, but... The shots gained on approach is what's killed him this season. Uh, and, you know, but given he's had seven top 25s in 14 events, which is half, I'm going to go with the saver out here plus money. Um, and Rory, like, I mean, he may well win given his history here. He's the primitive favorite at about seven to one, but that depends on where you shot. But, you know, given this is a designated event, you know, the money for even top 10 is worth playing for. So, you know, we won't see anybody sort of screw around if, you know, if, they, if they're not going to actually win on Sunday. Um, so top 10 and even money, I mean, I don't know how that doesn't cash, so that's what I did. Um, and uh, Sahith Thigala at top 20, plus 450. I mean, the guy's the 24th ranker, ranked golfer in the world, uh, 12th in FedEx Cup points. And if you guys think he hasn't won yet, um, I won't take him to pop his cherry here on this course with this field. Uh but, you know, a ninth at the Masters and a fifth at the RBC has my attention. So I really like that one quite a bit. Um, one that I even have to trip over my words here is how do I not use Ash K. Batia? I was so mad at myself last week. He was the last player I opted to cross off the list last week. Um, so I was kind of pissed all week. But, you know, arguably there's less value on him this week after what he did last week. But, you know, I'm not convinced he can't compete almost every week. And, they got him at top 30 at plus 280. So, you know, I can't not do that. And, I, you know, we're getting these great odds on these sort of middle-of-the-road guys because it's a designated event in a, in a pretty good field. I wanted to throw uh, Ricky in there, which is not a bad bet at all. I mean, I'm thinking maybe you did. Uh, I mean, I can see him top 10 at plus 350, uh, and I can see him missing the cut. Uh, but that is not a bad bet. And the other guy I'm going to put somewhere, and I'll tell you what, I don't know where, uh, is Patrick Cantlay. And in as much as I've kind of been off of him lately, um, he's got uh, Joey LaCava carrying for him now. 
and that uh, Lacava, as most people probably do know, he's been Tiger Woods' caddy uh, probably since Stevie Williams left him way back when. So I think that will help Cantlay, uh, or probably would he wouldn't have done it. So that's another guy I'm going to put somewhere. I just don't know where. Well, you mentioned a lot of guys there, Uncle Dave, and I think the one that stuck out to me most was the Gallic because I was considering using him. So I actually left him off my card, but um, you didn't mention the guy that I have for you. Nobody's going to have this. So this is a top 10, 16 to 1, Webb Simpson. Uncle David, was I, I'm going to say it's probably been two seasons since you really went ahead and started drilling Webb Simpson. And I know that he's fell off, but he's obviously experienced. And if you take this entire field, he might have more experience at this particular course than any other guy in this entire field. You know, Simpson at Coyle Hollow, in my opinion, this is probably one of his best courses. I went through, I looked at everything. He's had like 35th or better finishes in seven out of his last eight trips here. And that would include two top tens. Now, look, he hasn't been exactly anything to write home about, you know, this entire season. But he did have a nice T7 finish there at the Valspar in mid-March. But it comes down to one thing. And I think if you go through and you look at his stats here at Quail Hollow, his putting out of his last four out of five events here was like almost elite. And that's one of the reasons why he finished so well here. You need to be a good putter. And look, I think he probably finishes really strong here. That's just my guess. And it's 16 to one. I have to go ahead and play him. My guess, Uncle Dave, is he probably just vanishes off into thin air after this. But look, when do we ever use Webb Simpson? I mean, we haven't used him in years. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and use him here. Uh, because you just don't do it anymore. So I figure, why the hell not? <laughs> I'll take Webb Simpson top 10, 16 to 1. What do you think about that one? I think you're funny. We just don't. I thought I um, I put him uh, in there a few weeks ago. You may have. I might have just missed I, I don't. I, and I think he might have cashed. I might have had him top 20 or top 30. Um, but I did use him. But that is reaching. I mean, me using Webb is like, me using Brian Harmon or you using Steven Yeager or uh, Denny McCarthy. Just kind of that's what we do. Well, hopefully he'll go ahead and, and uh, make memories for us this upcoming tournament. Let's go ahead. And before we get into our winners, Uncle Dave, i got to go back to last week. And it's not just so I can pound my chest with this one. But I think I've hit like three straight nationality props in a row. Last week I went ahead and hit top Australian and that one that went ahead and cashed. I, I don't even remember who the hell I took. I think it was that Aaron Badley. Yeah, that's who it was. And he was actually trailing going into Sunday against Ogilvy. And I went ahead and I, I turned it off. And then I actually looked uh, Monday morning and I saw that he ended up tied. So I guess you can go ahead and, and cash that as a winning ticket. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play Jason Day, top Australian. So it's pretty much Cam Davis, Harrison Endicott, and Adam Scott. So it, it's only a four-man field. Now, last time... Uh, with Badley, I had to go up against six or seven guys, so it, it should be a little bit easier this, you know, this upcoming week. I don't think it's really rocket science to figure out that Jason Day right now is probably golfing his best golf uh, at minus one forty. I feel like if this is like a three ball wager, that it's pretty much Cam Davis and Adam Scott. So I'm going to go ahead and do that there, Uncle Dave. Like I said, I've been pretty good with these, and I've been kind of nailing down with these Australian nationality props and I've, I've been hitting a bunch of them. So I'm going to do that. I'm not sure if you like that one there, uncle Dave, I don't know if you're, you know, maybe on board with cam Davis or Adam Scott this week, but those are the only two guys that are going to beat him. 
but I like Jason Day here at this particular course. So I'll go ahead. I'll do that for a nationality prop. Well, I hope you cash that prop, actually. That would be good for both of us, Sleepy. Well, I don't want you rooting against me. No, I'm not. I'm rooting for you. All right, good. All right, well, I'll be rooting for you there, Uncle Dave. You already mentioned uh, my winners here. I have two of them. I'm not going to give them to you yet, but I'll go ahead. I'll let you go ahead first. Who are your winners for this week? All right, well, one of them is Jason Day uh, at 25 to 1. You know, He hasn't won in four years, but the last time he did win, was right here at Coil Hollow. I mean, it's no secret he's been back in pretty good form, uh, and recently he has, and he's been top 25 or better in 11 or 14 events. So, you know, I'm also going to add him top 20 and plus 120, but, you know, we know he's one of, if not the best putter on tour, but he's also sixth in shots gained tee to green, and that's obviously exclusive of putting. Uh, he's also very good on his longer approach shots, and we're going to see a lot of them here. So I do like Day at that price. Uh, Tom Kim is my other one at 35 to 1. Uh, he's already won this year. He's up to 19th in the world golf rankings. Had a very good Masters finish in T16. It was cut at Harbortown. I think some of that could have been his, his streaky putting or a letdown after Augusta. But T to green, there aren't many better. Uh, and at this price for his upside, uh, if he puts well, I'm a buyer. Uh, and the other thing I like about him, and maybe this is one of the reasons why Webb Simpson's follows. Webb Simpson's not a young guy anymore, but. You know, his caddy, Paul Tesori, uh, is now caddying for Cam Young. But uh, Ricky's old caddy, uh, Joe Scarborough, is now caddying for Tom Kim. So that is kind of a uh, an upgrade there for both of them. So that was just some 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 more um, useless knowledge as to why I made those bets. But why, why I hope you get the top Australian is because if he wins, we both win a lot of money. I'm going to go ahead and play Ricky, and I'm going to play Sung J.M., Sungjae's at 40 to 1, Ricky's at 50 to 1. Both of these guys very good first round scoring average. I think that can go ahead and get them on the right, you know, the right uh in the right motion there for for the first day. Ricky has a, a lot of experience here. Sungjae not so much. He's only been here twice. So these two guys are just red hot. Ricky's been top 20 seven out of his last eight events and Sungjae's been top 20 in the last six events. So I'm taking some of the hottest golfers that are that are golfing the best. These guys are always within the top 20. And I think, you know, with not having Rom in the field this week, I think that that at least gives, you know, a lot of these guys at least maybe a little bit of confidence that they actually go ahead and win a tournament. So I like what I see from Ricky. I like what I see from Sungjae. And I think I used this exact pairing. Maybe it was at the RBC, Uncle Dave. I'm not sure. And I played Fowler and I played Sungjae M and neither of them came in, obviously. But I feel like that these guys are just sitting, like they're just, they're, they're scratching and clawing, and eventually they're going to break through, and one of these guys are going to get a win for me this year. So I'm going back to the same pairing. Because at 50 to 1 and 40 to 1, I feel like these odds are, are, are far too good for me to go ahead and pass up. So those would be my two winners there, Uncle Dave Fowler and Sung JM. And I know that you're, you know, you're kind of on board with those guys this week, so you probably don't have any problem with that. I have no problem at all with that. I mean, those are, those are guys that I, uh, well, I, I kind of threw Sanjay in as a first-round leader because of his tee time, and I sort of threw out Ricky as somebody that I might play top 10. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on board with both of them. I think um, we – I don't know that we disagree on too many, which is either extremely good for us um, or the kiss of death because you know how that goes when everybody seems to be on one side. It doesn't often have a happy ending, but – I'm pretty confident in my work that we will do just as well as we have been doing and as we have year after year. 
you know, I was really looking forward to maybe seeing Rom or Scheffler in the field, and obviously there's no Scheffler, but I don't think it would be fair there, Uncle Dave. We didn't talk a little bit about the favorite Rory McIlroy at seven to one. I mean, I don't really have any reason, Uncle Dave, why I don't have him on my card. I guess maybe it's just, do we want to go ahead and take the chalk in the tournament? We know what happens when you take the favorites. You know, they hit one out of every six, seven, eight tournaments, and then you're left for dead, you know, for all the others. But, you know, do you think Rory can come in here and actually win this thing or what? Because, you know, what I've seen from Rory lately, it doesn't look like he's exactly, you know, up to like that Rom or, or Scheffler level right now. So that's kind of why I just left him off. I just I, I just haven't seen it. He's not somebody I want to bet against. I mean, he, he hasn't done the Scotty or Rom thing, but, you know, he's also kind of backed off a little bit in terms of, you know, what how many events he's playing in lately. And this is, a, as I said earlier, a designated event. So, you know, the winner gets about three and a half million as opposed to about a million five for a regular event. So, you know, he's going to want to make a statement like, you know, because Ron or Scheffler aren't there, you know, he's supposed to win. If he doesn't win, he'll get questioned. So that's kind of why I threw him in top ten. But, I mean, there's no reason why Ricky – I mean, there's no reason why um, Rory can't win at all. I mean, I think he's as good as anybody in the field on this course. I just don't see myself laying seven to one. Uh, to watch somebody for four days to make, you know, 700 bucks. Yeah, I guess I can understand, Uncle Dave, but I do like what you said there because it kind of goes back to what happened last week where, you know, Finau or Rom were supposed to win and it turned out to be Tony. And with, you know, with no Rom and Scheffler in there, like Rory's the next best guy, right? Like he's supposed to win. I'm guessing if Scheffler was in the field, you know, he would probably be the favorite. But, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of surprising that you and I didn't even mention Rory the entire podcast. But we'll see how we shake out. So you guys got all our picks there. You got our winners from Uncle Dave and I. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at SleepyG underscore pregame at Dave underscore Essler. You guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games.